Yeah, I feel like I don't say swag enough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've gotten enough? too too accustomed to saying slay, and I feel like it's time for to turn over a new leaf. And so you're gonna go swag. I think you're regressing swag. through the timeline though, because swag how already like it already had its heyday. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I really like it, and it does make me think of Justin Bieber. Right. So well, that always makes me feel a little bit happy. <laughs> Thinking about him, you know, any, like, um, random opportunity I can where I didn't, like, anticipate thinking about Justin Bieber. Oh, that's a happy little surprise. Today I was listening to, um, like, a just, like, my library (coughs) of music at work. And I had my big old headphones on because I was, like, trying to, like, lock in and focus. And the song One Less Lonely Girl came on. And I, like, was taken outside of my body. I was, like, (laughs) immediately 12 and, like, in seventh grade and, like, shaking, screaming, crying, throwing up with hormones. Yeah, it was awesome. So the focus was no longer happening. No, absolutely. Well, I was focusing, but I wasn't focusing on work. I see. I was focusing on childhood wonder and joy, something you probably wouldn't know anything about. Well, it's been so long for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's been what sixty years since well, you've been a child. In, yeah, back in the eighteen hundreds, my childhood. <laughs> my childhood was very different. From my yours. childhood didn't even involve the rectangle. We used to play stickball. <laughs> we all used to. I have, John Mulaney has a good bit about old people talking about their childhood. Oh yeah. Like, we all used to go play jacks down at the soda fountain. <laughs> He's like, no one knows what you're talking about, Grandma. <laughs> my favorite bit of his is talking about. Um, getting a degree getting a major in english and he's like i paid however many thousands of dollars to get a degree in a language i already spoke yeah yeah <laughs> hilarious his salt and pepper diner bit i think is my favorite mm, i is- mean and you also have horse in a hospital about donald trump yeah i think that one's pretty good a horse loose the, in the hospital. but the salt and pepper diner where he and his buddy go and put seven dollars in the jukebox and just play the same song over and over again it mm-hmm. is i won't spoil anything or whatever but i laughed until i couldn't breathe i thought i was gonna throw up i was laughing so hard i very recently had an evening where i thought if i don't stop laughing i'm i legitimately think i'm gonna throw up on the coffee table hell yeah it's the best feeling ever like yeah. doom at the hands of laughter you know what i mean That's impending I doom for the sake of giggling like come on i uh i was talking to somebody and it was gonna get kind of sad for a second but like i haven't like i watched a couple of kids uh like i was just like walk i don't even remember where i was walking but they're like a couple of kids just like sitting on a bench and talking and laughing with each other mm-hmm. and they were laughing so like unapologetically and so purely Aww. And I was just like, I haven't felt joy like that in over a decade. I haven't yeah. laughed that hard. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you the last time. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, real. I wonder if it's like, uh, because I've like experienced so much that like nothing takes me by surprise in sure. terms of comedy, like, like they're probably experiencing. Or is it because like, I feel a level of like, shame. <laughs> this is turning into a therapy session. Is it because <laughs> like, I've learned that like societal norms, like things like that would jump out to people and that's considered like yeah. weird or whatever. And so I just like, don't do things like that yeah. anymore because I'm afraid of like what outside people might think. Or whatever. I laugh a lot harder when I'm, inebriated and I think that's part of it is like that social and I also laugh a lot harder when I'm just like digging around with my friends at someone's house than I do in public and I think that is part of that like social whatever and like the safety of like being in someone's house and just like screaming crying throwing up laughing you know what I mean instead of out in public where it's like oh I can't be like this because I'm gonna be annoying or like loud or whatever but even so it's like even when I'm just, like, with my buddies, outside of, like, 
Scott. I don't like laugh what until about I like can't breathe. What about Bestie Patrick? Patrick and I both know that Scott's the funniest out of the three of us. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Scott's the funny friend. Yeah. Patrick's, I'm Patrick's the kind friend. He's funny. And you're the idiot. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just like here. I'm the funny friend and you are. And I'm just. The also, idiot. Yeah. The, the <laughs> shit participation trophy of co-hosts. Okay. Speaking of which, you ready to get started? You betcha. All right. Oh, no, wait. In the words of, oh. You bet your bottom dollar. Swag. I've, I've said that several times on the podcast. You have. You bet your, you bottom, bet dollar. your bottom dollar. Yeah. I In the way that I say I love that, you are, Dang. that's also your, yeah, your that's... thing. Um, in the words of Justin Bieber, all right, let's go. Because he says that one less only girl at the Is beginning. He... he goes, all right, let's go. And he's like, he's the first one to say that? Yes. Oh. It was not a thing before he said it. Okay, shut up. I'm going to do the intro. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda, and I'm your host every single freaking week, except for the weeks that I'm not. And I'm Eli, the dipshit participation trophy of co-hosts. Swag. Wow, you landed that one hard. Yeah, I've been really out nice. of practice a little bit. Oh my god, yeah. So sorry that there was no episode last week. Um, Eli and I as... Stop scraping your Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to. Um, as we've talked about before, Eli and I live in this great city of Nashville, um, and it, the snowpocalypse hit our city last week. I did not leave my house for like three days. Yeah. It, it was, was three for me too. It was like, my neighborhood was just like a sheet of ice. Well, it was terrible. To be fair. Also, you and I live in a rather like hilly little neighborhood True, where there's lots of trees. There's not a lot of sun. That's like directly on the pavement. Exactly. Yeah. So our streets quite literally were a sheet of ice and neither one of us has four wheel drive. No, no, no. Um, but even like I saw SUVs. I think there's still a truck stalled oh, yeah. out on my street oh, that yeah. like no one has gone back for. Yeah, it's really scary. I was driving was back wild. from somewhere on Sunday or on Monday and got my car stuck in the snow and I had to maroon my car and in like a parking lot and I had to have a neighbor with four wheel drive come pick me up and take me back to my house and then had to go back and get it again. And it was really bad. So we we slash I was freaking out too hard to put out an episode last week. What? What is this giggly little face you're making? What? I thought of something dumb. Okay, sure. Which is all your thoughts, but right. continue. But so, so we were stuck inside uh, and, and couldn't go anywhere because of like winter weather. You might say we were isolated. Even Liza knew that that was stupid. Yeah. She just voiced her disdain. Yikes. <laughs> We that is true though. We actually super were. Um yeah, it was really bad. No. So we're here, we're here this week. Last week was a a, a salute the troops major struggle. Major it was struggle. really bad. Um okay, we have two emails oh, yeah. to get into. Dear listener, just FYI, I get excited every time Amanda says that because like she doesn't tell me this beforehand. I show right. up having watched the episode. I've got my pyramid, pyramid and I have my song. Yep. That's all the information I have. Correct. Amanda just like every time I show up, she'll just like drop something else. <laughs> like, by the way, we have 97 reviews. Here we go. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> we did have someone left last week. We, or two weeks ago, we um, had an episode with JB that we recorded the Skype call and put it on YouTube. And somebody commented Shout and said, to JB. someone said, you guys are vibes. 
So I, there's no higher feeling, praise in this feeling world. Feeling pretty good about that. Um, this Thank is, you, Gen Z listener. Yeah, for real. It was also like FRFR. So like you guys are vibes for yeah. real. For oh, real. Did, yeah. Like, swag. <laughs> I was really excited about that. Um, okay. This is an email from a listener named Emma. It's, every time you touch your microphone, they can hear it. So stop doing that. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is from an, a listener named Emma. She The subject line is, if I don't send this email now, I never will. Understandable. Um, she says, I have been listening to this podcast since my junior year of high school, and I'm a senior, which is like, what's that? In the sense of like, I mean, ch- like high school people. In terms of that's teenagers, crazy. that's a long time. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, this podcast got me through it. Anyways, my boyfriend is a certified passenger princess and he hates watching dance moms, but loves listening to this podcast whenever I drive him. And I just needed to say thank you. We're both Dr. Holly stands now and until the end of time, of course. my 45 plus minute drives to work or drives to school, excuse me, would not be complete without y'all. Can't wait for more bookies. That's very exciting to me personally. You drive 45 minutes to school. That sucks. Oh, I hope that's round trip. I bet it's not. Prob- Probably not. It's not a round trip. Dude, that sucks. Emma, love you, bestie. Thank you for your email. She also sent it in white text, which was an out-of-body experience because when I looked at just all of the Gmails, you could see a little bit of the body. And then when I would open it, it was just a white screen. I was like, what's going on? And so then I had to highlight the text, and I saw it was white text. So I'm also a woman in STEM, which is really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Also... God, that's that's fucking wild. Why did you yeah. send it in white I don't know. text? Fucking with us on purpose. I wonder. I'm almost, a woman in STEM. So I wonder I if Emma's phone is like in super dark mode or something, yeah, and I don't so know. like white text is default for her phone. Yeah, I don't know, but I figured it out. I cracked the code. I'm Nicholas Cage up in this hoe. Don't wow. worry. Just like the mate. Or, uh, what is that scene from The Hangover where all the numbers are going? Oh, yeah, I'm Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other email is from another girl boss named Amanda Slay. Um, the subject line is happy weekend with a smiley face. Um, okay, here we go. D- addressed to Amanda in all caps. I have had this email in my drafts for so long, but Hey, I'm also Amanda. Semi longtime listener started pre break shouts out. Oh, You're yeah. a real one. Um, I would just like to start this email by telling Eli to shut the hell up. Damn it. <laughs> before getting into the dance moms of it all i also need to address the fact that i was listening to another podcast i love last week and i heard amanda's voice out of nowhere i was shook and i had to slow the podcast down from the 2.2 speed i normally have a podcast on to 2.2 yeah so hello my fellow recovering gleek so this is amanda talking uh, me amanda talking um so also 2.2 is an insane speed that is that's crazy so fast but that podcast did what we, what our podcast does too, where they have like voicemail function. And I used to leave this is the, Re- the Recovering Gleek podcast. It's amazing. Lena and Ian are hilarious. Um, and I used to send, before I started this, would send in voicemails to them all the time. And so she's hearing an old episode of another playlist or a podcast where I sent in a voicemail. That's so funny. Which is like, I cannot imagine having that experience as the listener and being like, oh, did I switch over to yeah, what is another podcast that's right going now? on? Yes. Love um, Ian and Lena. So fucking funny. Love recovering. Gleek. So okay. So much. The rest of the email. 
Also, I was the one who suggested that the Jill say yes to the dress episode. Um, it is something. Maybe take a shot every time Jill refers to her daughter's body in a semi-negative way oh. on national television. Best of luck. And then she sent the link. It's on YouTube. Thank you. Anywho, I love the podcast so much. Much, much love to Amanda from Amanda. Eli, I assume you're there. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> P.S. Below, I have constructed a pyramid. The bottom is TikTok basically only being ads, which is so true. You're not on TikTok because you don't you don't know. But TikTok shop TikTok shop needs to die. Does capitalism have no end? I know it doesn't, but this is personal to me. Um, I just want to watch my silly little TikToks without constantly being advertised to. Is that too much to ask? Yes. The middle is Joe Joe Coy's stand-up at the National... Oh, my God. I literally can't read. Joe Coy's stand-up at the Golden Globes. I know that not being on the bottom is a jump scare, but stay with me. Obviously, I despise that some C-list comedian had the audacity to make fun of Greta Gerwig's Barbie and Taylor Swift, but... I adore that no one was laughing in the audience. Nothing was better than seeing him not even receive a pity laugh. Ten years ago, that would not have happened. Hearing only the canned laughter and nothing else added ten years to my life. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The top is the Percy Jackson TV show. Girl, the way this has taken over my being. I hosted a whole watch party and invited all the girlies from elementary school who I had not seen some for over five years. Wow. But three things are certain. Death, taxes, and the power of a childhood obsession. Yes, sir. This show is giving my inner child so much happiness and has brought me out of the winter semester slump that takes over every January. For sure. That's everything. Also, uh, I second the the power of a childhood obsession. See this current podcast (laughs) because Dance Moms was my childhood obsession. So I stand um, that sentiment. Well, dang. Okay. Those are the two emails. I love that. My childhood obsession. Well, I had a bunch. But one that I just brought up the other day. uh, Shout out to Addison if you're listening. But we were just talking about like the best video game soundtracks. (gasps) Yes. And and I was I like I forget I just mentioned some song uh to her like I made a joke about like a thing she said cuz it was like accidentally a song lyric. Oh, uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, that was on the Madden 2004 soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Top 5 of all time. You know what else is great? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 and 3 True. and Need for Speed Underground 2 specifically. <laughs> One of the yeah. best video game soundtracks ever. I love that. I feel that way about Studio Ghibli stuff. That the soundtracks were like, okay. Disney can eat my ass. Studio Ghibli would like to have a word. You know what I mean? That's that's the Instagram post, like the quote. <laughs> Disney, Disney can, can eat, eat my, my ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eli, are you ready to talk about your pyramid of life? You betcha. I, mean, I bet my what? I, I already said bottom dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't overuse it. Then that's it gets fair. stale. That's fair. Uh, the bottom of my pyramid. Uh, wait, we start? Yeah, we start at the bottom. Jesus. It's been a while. <laughs> Yikes. 2024, yes. I will learn how this podcast works. Yeah. That's my resolution. <laughs> it's your resolution. Uh, the bottom is people not knowing how to drive in snow. Oh I my had God, to, I knew. The way I knew you were going to say that because I you're a crotchety to, old man. Yeah, but it's not to the point <laughs> yeah. where I'm just like shaking my fist at people as you they kids. skid around. Yeah. I had to help not one, but two separate people. Yikes. I stopped my car. I got out. And had to explain to them how to go up a very slight incline. Uh-huh. Yikes. 
one of them that was, was re- almost me. I texted you and was like, please come pick me up. And you were like, no. And I was like, that's fair. I forget why I couldn't. <laughs> it, was, it, it was on the very worst day of the snow. And you were like, I literally cannot get oh, out of yeah, my yeah. driveway. And I was like, that's yeah, fair. Uh, yeah. But so when it got to the point where like you could drive, it's a little icy, yeah. but you can drive. You should be smart. People, yeah, you just have to have like some momentum when going up a hill. Don't try to start accelerating once you're on the hill. Right. You have to have a little bit of momentum, and you slow down a little bit as you get towards the top. Mm-hmm. You also need to drive in the loose snow, right, to get traction. Not Here, the there ice. was none. Yeah, it true. was all ice, and so you have to you have to have speed, and don't try and maintain that speed because then your tires will start to spin out, and you'll slow down, and Me. that's what happened. So I had to get out and explain to two separate people how to do this. So they backed up uh-huh. all the way down the hill. And then got some speed and went right up and waved to me as they went by. It was great. But I should not have to explain to a grown (laughs) adult how to drive. That's fair. That's fair. The bottom of my pyramid is my fuck-ass fire alarm in my house. It got low battery yesterday, and I took the batteries out of my switch controller and put them in the fire alarm <laughs> because I was like, I don't know where my batteries are. And it stopped. It like it makes a little like beep, like the little chirping. Oh, I know. And so I turned it off, and I was like, shut up. And I took the batteries out of that Animal Crossing controller, put them up there. And then uh, this morning at like 5 a.m. No. So much louder, and it was no. like low battery because it speaks, and it's like what? Yes, mine speaks. My which I knew, bro, I knew it would speak. Like I was aware soul, of that. My soul would have left my body no. if I was woken up at five a.m. by a voice yelling. Low at battery. Me. Yeah. Well, I knew when I bought the house that it was like that, which was no helpful. shot. But. Then I had to come down here and the chirping happened again and it was so much louder and I came down here and I found batteries and I put them up there. But the only way to tell it that you replace the batteries is what? To test it. So I had to press the button and let it scream at me and then press and hold it again and it stopped. Something else like maybe an hour later also beeped. So I don't know what it is, but I have batteries now and I'm ready to replace whatever's beeping. But it was really frustrating. It was really fucking scary. And all morning I was like so stressed because I had been like awoken from my slumber. Yes. By low battery. That is such a jolting way to be awake. Yeah, it was awful. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, it was terrible. What's the middle of your pyramid? Middle of my pyramid are uh, the NFL playoffs. Okay. Because like there's so much hype. I I fucking love football so much. Uh, (laughs) And the NFL playoffs, like when the games are good, oh my God. Lions Rams uh, last weekend, Chiefs Bills last night, incredible football mm-hmm. games. Lots of fun. However, there are more bad football games than good. That's true. The majority of playoff Boring. games this year have been decided by like double digits. Like they were blowouts. I saw the clip of the one of the uh, coaches from the Chiefs smashing that Microsoft Surface. Well, that was a good game. Did you see that? I did so one not. of the play, he's talking to a player on the bench and the player like gets kind of sassy and he takes the Microsoft Surface and like smashes it on the field. Dang. It was like it was like kind of nuts. That's wild. It was crazy. But yeah, and so like the guy ripped his pants. It was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, like I, you know, when that game's a blowout, it's like not fun and there's so much hype. All oh, the games yeah. are happening. like they're island games. They're the only game that's yeah. on. You can't just like switch over to another better game. It's right. like this is all I've got and the Ravens are up by 30 right now. It's so like, it's going to be boring as fuck. Exactly. So uh, that's why it's the middle. I, it's still my favorite sport. I still am going to watch every single game, but like a lot of them aren't as good as I wish they would that's be. That's why I like basketball more. 
because I feel like the margins can close or they, it's not that I feel that's the truth. The margins with basketball can close so much faster because of the speed of the, of the game itself. Scoring is more frequent. Yeah. And just like the, it's just like a shorter, the court's way smaller than a football field, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, if it is super boring, it could not be super boring in like three minutes. It could be, you know, a a total switch of who's winning and who's losing. But that's just me. Yeah. That's me personally. Yeah. Well, um, the middle of my pyramid is that I'm starting a new book series that the general populace really loves. And I read a book that's called The Silent Patient a couple weeks ago that everybody on Goodreads and in my real life was like flipping the hell out about because it was so good and blah, blah, blah. That book was ass. <laughs> that book was ass. I'm on Goodreads. I write really funny reviews on Goodreads. Um, I gave that book two stars and I talked about how much ass it was. Dang. And I'm starting a new book series. I'm trying to like be in my reading era and whatever. And I'm starting the Throne of Glass series, which is like a fantasy, adult fantasy series. Um, and oh yeah, they're sucking and fucking. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. It's there. It's there. Okay. They're sucking and fucking all up on each other. Okay. It's definitely there. <laughs> But that's not the central plot point. You know what I mean? It's just there's a decoration sucking and fucking. Yeah, so, you can tell yourself that. It, I mean, we all know why we're here, but yeah. there's also something else at sure. the center yeah, of all totally. of this. Totally. And I read the A Court of Thorns and Roses series that the same author Yeah, that's wrote. everyone has and read And there's that. a lot of fantasy fucking and sucking in that one, too. And it was really good. I really liked it. And everyone keeps telling me, oh, if you really like that, you'll like this. I'm like, all right, besties. I'm like 50 pages into the first book. And I'm like, this is fine. But if it's ass and everyone else liked it the way that the silent patient was ass and everyone else liked it, I'm going to be kind of hacked. Yeah. I recommended a book series, Red Rising, I think I've talked on the podcast about. And the first book, like the first, I don't know, third of the first book is a little bit slow mm. yeah which is like fine and people have but text- the payoff has to be worth the and, slow. and it was and that's always what i got and they're like yeah you know i'm, I'm working my way through it yeah it's a little yeah. slow and i'm like just wait yeah yeah just wait. that's fine yeah totally yeah 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 as long as it's worth it that's fine yeah 100 percent. what's the top of your pyramid bestie the top of my pyramid was a very belated hanukkah celebration that Aww. i had with the jewish side of my family my cousin helene uh, her two kids, Colin and Ansley, who are my age, basically. Mm-hmm. and 45. Or Colin and Ansley. Colin and Ansley is Colin's wife. Colin and Julianne is his sister. And she has four kids. And uh, my brother's wife. It was just like a great family thing. We had latkes and everything. And it was like, it's just so much fun hanging out with them. Yeah. I love like that side of my family. Everyone's so goddamn loud. Yeah. Like Same. My family's I'm, that I'm way. I'm one oh, of no, the quieter yeah. ones. Same. My problem in my family is that everyone thinks that they're the funny one. Yeah. <laughs> we're all loud and we're all the funny ones. Well, the three like, farmers, okay. me and my two brothers, we're the ones that like really bring the noise. We're just like big and loud as shit. Yeah. Everyone's loud, but we're like especially loud. Yeah. I don't know. It was just like a really like fulfilling, uh, like really enjoyable time i don't know I, I it was that. just really great yeah. no i love that i really do love that passover in a couple months baby gonna run that shit back we're inviting girl lunch to passover actually oh my god I, that's gonna be so fun i hope they show up oh I that's really gonna be do. so fun make sure you send them the right address I, um <laughs> oh um the top of my pyramid. erica is cackling right now <laughs> so sorry i didn't get to meet you because eli's a fucking idiot yeah Um, the top of my pyramid is something that's kind of trivial, but to me is like a really big deal. Um, 
a couple weeks ago when we were talking to JB, I mentioned that I had to go to the doctor twice last week um, or that week that we were talking yeah. and I had to get a bunch of lab tests done. I don't really want to talk about it, but I had some health stuff that was a little like, we don't really know what's going on. Let's do a bunch of tests and figure it out. Um, and all of my like blood panels and all of my scans and stuff came back totally normal. Hell yeah. Which brother. Really good. Which like the, the downside of that is that they don't really know what is causing <laughs> yeah. it, but it's not disaster. That's you know good. what I mean? And like that ruling out disaster is like, honestly the reason why I go to the doctor. Cause I hate going to the doctor. So as long as she can tell me like, this isn't serious. Fine. That's fine. I'll do symptom management by myself. That's fine. I just want to know that I'm not in trouble. So clean bill of health. Love to see it. You love to see it. Really, truly. Um, Okay. Are you ready to talk about this fuck ass episode? (laughs) Just kidding. This episode, I hear me out. I was kind of having some fun. (laughs) This episode, I was like, I was like kind of giggling. I I chuckled (laughs) a a few times as well. I had a good time. Um, Last week, Kathy. We saw Kathy. She did not win. I have written down Kathy win. That's not true. We won against Kathy. Um, we had the Rosa Parks number last Jesus. week. Um, we, like we've alluded to many times, we recorded an episode with J.B. Morrissey, who also has a YouTube channel, who um, does a lot of stuff on TikTok about Dance Moms. She was our special guest. We recorded the Zoom call. It's on our YouTube channel. Go back and listen. Go back and watch. It's very funny. The ghost thumb appears multiple times. You can go look at my fuck-ass face. (laughs) Fuck-ass face. This fuck-ass dude. Uh, Yeah, it was a really, really good time. So anyway, that was last week. Um, We get a little bit of, like, coming up on Dance Moms. And people who watch this show growing up, like, understand Chloe in the blonde hair that she, the way that her hair is styled in the rock and roll number, like, unlocked the memory of what this episode is to me. And it was really exciting <laughs> to me. I saw, I was like, Oh my God, I remember this episode. This is so important. Um, okay, here we go. This week we're in Pittsburgh immediately out of the gate. Abby's like, let's Just go. Now. Just, Just like, yelling. Oh yeah. You don't even see her. It's like the outside drone yeah. shot of the studio. And she's like, let's go. I'm like, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, we're talking about like we won and Kathy fucking sucks and we're the best and blah blah blah. However, you're only as good as your <laughs> last win. Yeah, yeah. We're on to Michigan. Yeah, we're going to Grand Rapids. We're going to dance expressions in Grand Rapids. Um, the okay, bottom of the pyramid of children is Brooke. Classic. And the it's not funny, but it kind of is. When Abby's like why were you talking to Rosa Parks? I'm like, can you stop for just a second and say that again and say it a little bit slower? Maybe you'll hear it. You know what I mean? Well, she's saying your character would never be saying anything to that character. Why are you talking to Rosa Parks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, She kicks her out of rehearsal then so she can go find her brain. Girl. Was how she said it. Insane to me. That's insane. So she kicks her. She's like, you're not coming on the road with us. You need to be in your classes, like your senior company classes. You're not going to be on the road with us. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Like, okay, great. Brooke's like, okay. Oh, and so they talk about like the mistake that she made. Yeah. And they're, the girls, like Nia and Brooke are kind of giggling about it. And Kelly's kind of giggling about well, it. Because they laughed about it last week. Thank you. Abby's like, I don't think this is very funny. And I'm like. You sure did. You did like 
last week you did this yes. we were all collectively giggling about this and now it's like an ungiggleable uh offense it's stupid to me yeah um so she's like brooke i think you need a break and then she's like fuck off um mckenzie is next because of having a foot and that's the problem <laughs> you have a foot fuck you yeah pretty much pretty much and then the like the most frustrating part the next person on the pyramid is Nia. Do you mean Rosa Parks? Yes. And I also mean, it's so frustrating because Abby's like, you were spectacular. She says she was outstanding. Yes. You like look so beautiful in your costume. And like, and she says, she I think great. Rosa Parks would be proud. Then why the fuck is she on the bottom of this fuck ass pyramid? Yeah. I don't. What? Dude. I, dude, it's, that is so. And Holly, in her talking head, says what I said, but in a obviously much more educated way. She's like, "I am a little confused. I don't yeah. understand why she's on the bottom if she did so well. Whatever." Yeah, I, dude, I don't know. And then Kendall is next, and I the the reasoning for Kendall being on the bottom also doesn't make any sense because Abby's like, "Kendall, you're on the bottom of the pyramid. What's that about?" And it's like, well, I do. I don't know because this is an arbitrary ranking system that changes from week to week. So you tell me, girl. I don't know. The call's coming from inside the house. Middle of the pyramid of children. The The next one up is Chloe, even though she won, but it, quote, wasn't the best performance of her life. I'm like, so every performance needs to be the best performance of her life? That's insane to me personally. Well, so we always said in marching band that, like, uh, you know, this would never fly with Abby, but like you don't have to be better than every other band. There. Correct. You should be better than your last performance. Correct. It should be an internal thing. So, but at, Abby's saying the same thing. If you're better than your last performance every time, it's always going to be the best performance of your I life. Guess, now, she's insane. saying it in a far more dramatic, yeah. like, ridiculous way right it's like i used to get the framing a lot uh, when i was in marching band that like if we got second there was only one other band that was better than us right. the opposite framing could be the first loser yes so it's just about the framing especially yes. as an educator it's just about the framing yes abby is terrible abby terrible sucks. at that yeah she's terrible. or amazing at it amazing depending at on the framing terrible about it <laughs> yeah yeah um and then Paige. There's this weird nondescript thing about how she's changing and growing and improving Slay. I mean, cool. Paige needs a little bit of recognition sometimes. Yeah, that's true. It's just overshadowed by so much fuckery that it is hard to, like, be excited. Um, And then Maddie at the top, duh. Duh. Okay. Oh. What? Abby mentions that she, quote, gave people chills while dancing. That's Abby projecting. She gave you chills, Abby. You weirdo. Yeah, you fucking weirdo. Getting chills watching a child that makes it feel uncomfy yeah a little bit um this coming week kendall gets a solo we're gonna work on stamina for kendall i i have and abby goes kendall start jogging in place and don't make a sound this is and and kendall starts like giggling a little bit because that is funny i hate it first of all just because it's funny right then but also uh just to get into like i don't know fitness for a second uh (laughs) Oh God! Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't pra- you don't do cardio for three days, and now your endurance is better. That's not how it works. 
they're three days to the competition, whatever. She's like, Kendall, start jogging in place. Yeah, we're going to teach you stamina problem right now. You're going to be better at stamina. You're going to have more stamina and more endurance now. this weekend. Yeah. No, you won't. You'll be tired. Damn. Yeah, that is that is true, which she will shit on her being tired later on in this episode. Yeah, wonder why. Yeah. Um, Chloe gets a solo. Very exciting Huzzah. because this is the first solo she's had back since her nondescript suspension. We're back, baby. We're so back. We're so fucking back. Um, Maddie and Mackenzie are doing a duet with one another. They looked so excited. Maddie is, Mackenzie is, looks like the, the face of like, oh my God, my cool older sister is with me. And Maddie's face is like the excitement, but also like, what am I going to do with my younger sister? Like they don't, Maddie doesn't look mad, but it's very much like two separate experiences. It was really sweet to me as a younger sibling who thought that everything that my older sister did was cool. Well, everything Maddie does is cool. True. Then so it's like, also- oh, whatever she's doing, I want to do. And Maddie's like, I want to hang out with my sister, but like, we'll I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They both definitely looked excited though. Yeah, it was cute. The group routine is called Gold Digger. E-R, it is pronounced and spelled out later on as D-I-G-G-A. I, I refuse. Lo- I, I can't that. and I won't. No, it is not MC Hammer up in this bitch. That's not MC, I'm, that's Kanye, bro. No, I know. I know the song is Kanye. I wish that the song, or that the dance was to that song by Kanye, because unfortunately, even though Kanye is like the, a literal terrible person, uh, that song is gas. Yeah. You know who features on that song? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Fox. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I that mean, just like, I, he, Jamie Foxx is super talented. I, don't I think guess, but I didn't realize that until recently, and I was like, that's Jamie Foxx. Sure. Anyway, it's just like, this is, why can't we just say Gold Digger? We're not even she, doing it to that song. We're she, doing it to, it's a Bob Fosse number this week. Well, she also explains what a Gold Digger is, and that was really incredible. Like, oh, for his money. Yeah. Oh. I that watching that scene was one of the times I giggled. I found that hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. It, she, she makes a dig like at the moms. At what I don't know if that happened right she, now, yeah, but at she, some point in the episode, yeah. she digs at the moms, which I found also oh, hilarious. For his money, <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> um, we're we find out we're gonna like start group rehearsal. She explains what being a gold digger is, um, and then she talks about the stylings of Bob Fosse who's really important in obviously the dance space and the musical theater space as um, a choreographer and dancer who is just known for his style. And it's difficult for me because I'm not super educated in this in style of dance to like articulate what it is, but it's that jazz, like Chicago, the musical style dancing. And it's just very like iconic, like in the way that people see movies and know it's Wes Anderson based on the framing and the coloring and things like that. Mm-hmm. You see a Bob Fosse number. It's like, oh, they're doing Fosse. Yep. You just know what so it is. Zack Snyder, also very. <sighs> oh, wait, I was thinking of Zach Baggins. I don't know who that is. No, He's like the... Justice League or 300. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. all look They the all same. are, yeah, yeah. Or um, what's the, um, fuck, the guy who does Fast and Furious, all the exploding things. Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael Bay, yeah. That guy. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious, huh? No, I, Transformers. Fast and Furious-esque. Transformers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the moms go upstairs, and Christy's like, Melissa, what's on your hand? And yeah. Melissa sings songs that she got married. I got and married. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And then Christy's like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, 
You got married at your home? like On a wh- Monday on night? On a Monday night? And apparently Paige was in this like home ceremony and Kelly didn't tell anyone. She's like, who's the best at keeping secrets? I don't know if this is like a secret. This is like, I don't know. It's weird. I, it's weird. It's, it's very weird. It's not weird that it happened. It's weird that you don't want to talk about it. Like that's that's what's making it weird. Yeah. It's like, and the the first time that she like, or during her divorce, she couldn't talk about it because that was like a legal matter and like that's understandable. But for this, she they like went dress shopping. They just they went like, dress shopping. Yeah, they like did a whole thing and, and now she's like, oh, I got married and Kelly knew and Kelly's daughter was in the ceremony, but I didn't tell everyone. Like, that's really so wild. It's just strange. It's really strange. And Christy is like visibly affected by it of just yeah. like what do you mean like that's so strange and then christy makes the comment that abby will also make later of like oh this this week's dance is about being a gold digger i wonder if it's about any of these moms mm. melissa yeah let's mm. <laughs> not naming any names melissa yeah. um okay so then so they're talking about the wedding they're talking about like ah. <laughs> abby brings in a guest and this woman walks in and she's like, surprise. And the girls have no idea what's going on. The moms don't know who she is because she's not a celebrity. She's not a professional. To that level. Right. She's yeah. a professional dancer and a professional theater performer. But she's not like Shangela. When Shangela appears, she's a drag queen. She's like doing something. This woman just like walks in in a nice pea coat and is like, I'm here. And it's like, who are you? Eli understanding that this will be on the internet forever. <laughs> how attracted were you to this woman? Oh yeah. I, when she appeared on my screen, I was like, if that's not Eli's type and woman, I bruh. literally don't know what is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were losing it. Huh? <laughs> yeah. She's a hottie for sure. <laughs> and she's a little bit old. She's like your age demographic. Well, God damn you know? it. <laughs> she's in such better shape than I am though. Oh, that's all. That is so actually so true. That is actually a theme through like half of the episode is like how yes. like hot and fit she is. Yes. Her name is Rochelle. Um, her nickname in um, the theater world is apparently sass, which is very fun. Um, the children have no idea what's going on and it seems like they're supposed to know who she is, but, it, but she, I mean, they don't, but she says that she was on Broadway, which is very exciting to them. And she, at the time is t- touring with the company for the musical flash dance. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was all just like cool. Yeah, I think this is a great idea. She yes. actually coming in was really important for lots of like other reasons. But as you're like fostering young talent, showing the children, literal children, like, look, this is someone who's doing this thing professionally for yes. real skis. It gives them like an idea. It's not like this nameless, faceless, amorphous, like professional dancer that they can't imagine. It's like this person right here is doing professionally what you're doing right now. Yes. And like, look at her doing it. Isn't she so cool? And isn't she so hot? It's like, yes, obviously. Duh. <laughs> she said, you're talking about people who are cool and hot. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. You want to come up here and say something? I can only see half of her face and she was staring at me so hard. Yeah. She senses the testosterone and she's like, well, why? <laughs> yeah. For what? She's pissed. She's big pissed. Um, so yeah, I, I like really am living for this like goal, 
um, manifestation of the goal. Being like, look at this person doing the thing that we all want to do. Yeah. I, it, it's always really helpful when you have like, uh, maybe not, clinician's not the right word, but you have like I mean, an of. outside, like a guest educator yeah. or whatever. Like we mm-hmm. had that a few times uh, when I was in marching band and when I was teaching, just mm-hmm. like bring in someone else who yeah. also really knows their stuff. It's, there's a like, there's a lot of, uh, it's very effective. Yeah. Yeah. We had a master class in college of, um, of people who had done Broadway stuff coming in and talking to us about singing and it was really helpful. It was a really good time. Um, okay. The moms upstairs are talking about like Abby's on her phone this week. Like she's just sitting there on her butt on her phone, not really like clocked in paying attention. And someone says, I think it's Christy says that maybe she's taking a page out of Kathy's book. Yeah. She's bringing in a guest choreographer and then like doing nothing like active. This is how like, she takes a vacation. Interesting. Um, Rochelle wants to bring out fun moments for Paige specifically, which is great. And Kelly's like, really wish that Brooke was here to see this because Paige is really excited, but Brooke's not here because Abby kicked her out for literally no reason. Yeah. So that's fun. For Highland girls. Yeah, for real. Rip the Highland girls. Uh, what? I was just going to say right after this happens, uh, Rochelle, like, uh, when she wants to give Paige some feature parts, she like shows off some truly oh, yeah. bananas dance moves. Oh she's yeah, she's got just like so much energy. She's really Crazy. good. Her hair's flying all over yeah, the place. Yeah, the hairography is she's, nuts. Yeah, she's flipping and bouncing all over yeah. the place. It's nuts. She says like in professional theater world, sometimes a choreographer will ask you like, "What do you have? Like, give me an eight count." And you just have to do something and improvise and be really cool. And so she does that. And it's like, wow, like she's so cool. And she is really cool. And she's like fucking crushing it. Yeah. And the, the flipping of the hair, like it's so fun. I I had a really good time. Eli's fanning himself. <laughs> you have like the little heart, like fluttering hearts around your head. Yeah, <laughs> you're freaking out. <laughs> um, The next day. I'm always here for a good hair flip. That like, yeah. that shit really gets me. <laughs> It really gets me. Yeah. Woman has like a little hair kind of fl- and just they like, like flip it back, whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> You're like unwell. Smitten. You're screaming, crying, throwing up. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, okay, it's the next day. We're going into group rehearsal. Brooke is eight minutes late to class. God forbid. God forbid. Abby is screaming at them about being late. And Kelly's like, if you want her to be on time, Abby, come pick her up at my house. And she's like, She's 14. She can call a taxi. What? No, she cannot. She's 14. That's <laughs> that doesn't insane. make any sense. She's 14. How does she not have a completely like yeah. developed sense of uh, responsibility? You want like, to homie. put a 14-year-old in a taxi cab alone? In 2012 or whenever this Abby, was? Fuck be so serious. Be so serious right now. So stupid. No, go ahead and adjust. No, no just no, keep because, talking. No, because they're going to be able to hear it. Well, if you keep talking, they won't. If you make noise and just, like, talk through the nonsense. I'm trying to do this under the cover of your voice. That's why I do it, while you're talking. Oh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you're dumb. Um, Kendall's also late, and Abby's like, <laughs> late, late, late. Uh, they go back into the den and Jill's like, wow, you know, good day to you too, Kendall, or whatever. And they're like, God, she's like really on one. Yeah. Kelly leaves some room. And this is the most iconic Dance Moms moment, period, period. We see, we are shown like a shot of the registration desk that's or the reception area. Abby's behind the desk. 
we hear off screen the slamming of a door. I'm assuming it's just like she let the door go and it just closed a little loud. I don't like think a, she's slamming a it, door. Yeah, it's like a, a heavy wooden like classroom door and she yeah. might have just like nudged it slightly harder than yeah, usual. But Abby like whips her head up and she looks over at she Kelly. Points. points at Kelly and she goes, don't slam my door. And Kelly goes, I'll slam whatever I want. Damn right. <laughs> That's... Every, and she does it as she's walking. Yeah, it looks over her shoulder. Yeah, there's not like a point of like stopping and having a conflict. She's just like in, in passing, like, I'll slam whatever I want. Yeah. Kelly, middle, you are very important to me. Her middle finger might as well have been up. She's just like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do this anyway. See ya. Like, I, oh, I love that moment. I'll slam whatever I want. Uh, Group rehearsal time. Maddie in her talking head is like, it was really cool to like learn new things from Rochelle, you know, like seeing her, it was like really helpful and whatever. Different and fun. And Abby says like, it's important to give choreographers and producers what they want in professional settings in the sense of if they're the one choreographing it, you do what they create and you don't ask questions and you don't really give feedback. You do what they're asking you to do. It's important to be able to adapt is what she says. Correct. Very. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that was actually kind of real. Every once in a while. I don't like you, but. Something about a blind squirrel and an acorn. (laughs) Broken clock. All that good stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, The moms are upstairs. Okay. I hate this. And everyone's going to be like, Amanda's so annoying that she's mad about people talking about their bodies. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And what about it? I am bothered by this. Pop off, King. Do it. They're going to, the listeners are going to be mad that I'm talking about bodies again. So you do it. Well, okay. So first of all, everyone has a body. (laughs) That is a, is just like a part of you. True. It might be a very uninteresting thing about about you. True. That's fine. Yeah. Body positivity and body neutrality are both valid expressions of sense of self. Anyway. Slay. Christy says that she wishes there was a magic pill she could take and look like Rochelle at 40 something. So, uh, whatever body you're in, Mm -hmm. if you are happy with it, it's great. Doesn't matter. It literally... More oftentimes than not, your body is the least interesting thing about you. I will say, if Christy, first of all, Christy's already she like she looks great. Every like everyone on that show looks right. like great. However, if you're unhappy with yourself, there are healthy things you can do. True. There is not a pill you can take. You could like lift some weights, go for a run every once in a while. Yeah, figure it out. Eat more protein. Yeah, do something like that. There are very easy things to do. Uh, basically though, uh, there's no way you're looking like Rochelle. She's basically a professional athlete. She's a tank. That's like saying, I want to look like Travis Kelsey. Yeah. No. Tomorrow. uh, You're just not going to. There's not a pill you can take. Right. To look like Travis Kelsey. Damn straight. Um, and so like, uh, in the sense that she is a professional athlete, she has like a very regimented, like nutrition, uh, exercise and probably sleep routine. She probably drinks very little, which... Uh, Broadway people go and like get IV vitamin IV drips on the reg. Right. Like they're, that's a thing. They're treated like world-class athletes because like the physical yes. demand of their job requires it. Yes. These moms probably don't work out very much. They sit around and drink wine a lot. That's true. They're at the dance studio and a so lot. While, Just chilling. While I think they should be perfectly happy with their bodies, regardless of what they look like, if you're not though – you're not looking like that. Stop. Don't compare yeah. yourself to an elite athlete. Yeah. The the best like demonstration in media of the um, bonding that women typically have been conditioned to do over insecurity, 
the best demonstration of that is in the original Mean Girls movie. The three plastics are standing in a full-length mirror, looking at each other, looking at themselves in the mirror, and they're like, my shoulders are big. One of them says, like, my calves are huge. The other one's like, my nail beds suck. And they all look at Katie, like, your turn. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have weird breath in the morning sometimes. And then one of them goes, gross. And, like, that's it. But, like, that's the bonding ritual that a lot of women think they're supposed to go through, where it's like, I have you know fill in the blank bodily insecurity and then someone's like oh i have this and someone's like well i have this and like you're bonding over mutual insecurity which is so insane to me i mean like you know billions and billions of dollars are spent every year in the booty industry to get women to think like this the booty industry and we will see that that's evident because the wraps that they do later on in the episode are sold by an mlm right so like it's actively preying on women's insecurities, but like correct any, anybody in general, I'm just speaking women because that's what we're shown in this TV show right now. But like ladies, this is not the move you can bond in literally. So you can just keep drinking wine together, girl. Hell like yeah. you don't have to be, you know, picking apart your own body. That's weird. That's yes. really weird. I've never in my adult life sat in a room with other women and talked about our bodies. That's yeah. crazy. Unless it's like, I'm having a weird period. Can someone validate my experience? And someone's like, oh yeah, I took a left turn instead of a right turn and my period's weird this month. Like that kind of shit. But like, you know, I don't like my body. And then someone else be like, I don't like my body either. Absolutely not. I have no. never done that with my guy friends. No, no, never no, once. of course not. We, the, so the <clears throat> Patrick, if you're shout out to Patrick, if you're listening, Patrick's Patrick. got a fucking donk dude. And so you I mean his butt. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, yeah, we just like hype up each other's butts or I'll be like, sure. damn, bro, you've been working out. Your shoulders are looking big. Hell yeah. yeah. Like that's how we hype. Or I, one time I was like, I just don't like a certain part of my body. Mm-hmm. And, and I forget who it was. It might've been Patrick, but somebody was just like, Eli, shut the fuck up. You look great. Like fair. Like great. That's how, yeah. Harsh, but fair. That's it. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's it's how people not... should hype each other up. Right. It's like, not you're that. You're wrong. You look great. It's a mutual deterioration yeah. of each of everyone's self-image. It sucks, man. And it's fucking stupid. Liza is twisting what her body into a pretzel. What the fuck is she doing? Take a picture of that. I absolutely am. She is both sitting and has the top of her head touching the same surface as her butt. <laughs> she is. She looks like a rainbow, like a furry cat rainbow. And she's Liza, got, what are we doing? She's got one arm sticking out. She looks like she's doing yoga. Yeah, that's that's uh, Kitty. That's gonna go on the Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, and you'll see what we're talking about. Liza, you are what just a freak. so unhinged. <laughs> she is not moving. Unbroken eye contact. What a wacky cat. She's a freak. Um. Okay. So yeah. So like, I don't like this. Don't like this. Um. I know. I it just makes me sad to think about how much of this I definitely internalized as a child and how many other girls definitely internalized this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I didn't really write anything down because they just like say the most heinous and vile shit about themselves about like, I don't have a problem area. I am the problem. Like well, my problem starts about here, like pointing at their forehead and goes all the way down to my toes. I'm like, yeah, this this, is yeah. Well, Kelly, yeah. Kelly started talking about like the cellophane wrap thing. And, uh, <laughs> And I, I made a note that this is the exact type of conversation that white suburban anti-vaxxing moms were having back in 2013, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah. same shit. Like, oh, I heard about this. Does that really work? 
Oh, I don't, yeah. Let's try yeah. it. Yeah, Kelly says that she has these wraps that like pull out the toxins in your yeah, body. Yeah, I read about it on the internet. Like, okay. Yeah, so they're and like, th- we should do these wraps together and melt off our fat or whatever. And yeah, let's, it focuses on your problem areas, and that's when Christy says, I honey, I don't have a problem area. I am the problem. And honestly, slay. I mean, it, you can be a menace, and I love that for you. That's but amazing. you will look fierce doing it with or without this rap bullshit. Right. You know? Um, okay, so we leave that like insane out of body experience. Downstairs, the the girls are rehearsing. Mackenzie is like of struggling a little bit. Um, because she's just small and she's like young and she's like struggling, you know. Um Abby at one point has Nia go introduce herself to Chloe because Chloe keeps pumping into Nia. And she's like, oh, Nia, why don't you go over there and introduce yourself to Chloe? Because the fact that Chloe doesn't know who you are is stressing her out, blah, blah, blah. This is so embarrassing for Nia and for Chloe and for Abby. This is just an embarrassing moment through and through. I thought it was a little funny. I personally did that's, not. That's like, it's like. Uh, I found it very frustrating. To make another like sports route. That's like if a, a quarterback just like can't hit his receiver. He just keeps overthrowing him, keeps overthrowing him. Just saying like, hey, I want you guys to introduce yourself. Clearly you've never well, met before. Sure, if you were an adult, that's, sure. That, like, because I think of it in that context, that's hilarious. Sure, if it's like two pro like NFL players <laughs> are doing this shit, that's funny. But like, you can't shame yourself yeah, into not, changing not and you can't like shame children yeah like that's annoying right. <laughs> right if it was adults it'd be funny it's not funny because they're not adults but right um and chloe's like i'm just a little confused because like i thought my choreography was to do this at this part and whatever and abby's like well i changed it and then like maybe 10 seconds later chloe's in the den with her mom crying because she just i i thought that's what the choreography was i didn't know she had changed it I just, like, made an honest mistake, and Chrissy's like, don't let her see you sweat. Yeah, don't let her see you sweat uh, is often the pep talk that Chrissy will give. Just, like, don't give her that satisfaction. Yeah, She's a which is real. But also, I'm guessing, uh, and there's I have nothing to base this on other than the fact that, <laughs> like, Abby says, I changed it. Like, that yeah. right then yeah. is when she changed it. <laughs> we have no way of disproving or proving that. We just have to take her and, word for and it. And Chloe's reaction is so, like, genuine, and she... <sighs> almost always is very much correct. Yeah, true. And so if she's just like, no, this is what I was told, that means it's what she was told. Yeah. She was never told otherwise. And Abby's like, ah, I'm changing it. I changed it. Okay. Like when? Sick. Just now? With yeah. those words? <sighs> yeah, true. And very so true. that was probably, it weren't, there weren't tears necessarily maybe of, of like, oh my gosh, I'm wrong. I'm embarrassed. No. It was just frustration. Yeah. And just like general overwhelm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, I don't, I just, I thought I was doing the right thing. Not sadness, but just, you yeah. know, that overwhelm. Um, we see Maddie and Mackenzie working on their duet. It's called Run From Mother, which is great. <sighs> uh, love that. Yeah. Um, Maddie is like the older of the two in the duet in this case. And Abby makes a comment about like, you know, Maddie's usually not the oldest one in the group. She's the youngest, but the dynamic has changed because Mackenzie's here. And Mackenzie gives this very canned line right to the camera. She goes, I don't want them. I don't like it when Miss Abby compares me to Maddie because I'm not Maddie. I'm Mackenzie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Slay. Yeah. (laughs) I know that that was an inorganic thought. Right. And someone told, someone put that on a cue card and told her to read it out loud. But it was fierce. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. You go, Mackenzie. Uh, We see Chloe's solo rehearsal. We see it one time. She does, runs it once and that's it. Holly says, she's like, oh, it looks really good. Um, Chloe kind of like bobbles out of a flip. 
and she's and Abby's like, all right, bye. Yeah, the whole thing was perfect, and then like eight seconds from the end, she barely like yeah. wobbles slightly, and then like finishes, and that's it. Yeah, and then it's... Abby just sends her away and makes a shitty comment to her about crying to her mom. Yeah, remember when you were crying to your mom? I'm trying to help you. I'm like, oh, 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 we're back on the bullshit of no one loves you as much as I do. Yep, including your mother. Yep, got it, got it. Um, okay, we're at Kelly's house now, and we're doing these rap things. So you like take them; they look like face masks, kind of. One of them actually is, but the, you put them like onto your body and then wrap your body in cellophane. And apparently, this the plastic wrap is supposed to do, do something. Do I don't know. know. This, do you know what this actually is? It's an MLM. Uh, well, yeah, but the the thing like they say it uh it like reshapes your body and blah 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 like well yeah if you squeeze like a piece of clay or whatever it's yeah. gonna look skinnier for a second and then it's just gonna, relax it's gonna go back, back to, yeah. yeah that's what they're doing yeah they're wrapping their bodies in cellophane and so like yeah. around their stomachs in particular and they're like all that fat is getting squished down and spread out a little bit mm-hmm. and so when they take it off they're like oh my <gasps> god i actually am so a little much thinner firmer. give it an hour yeah well it, previously kelly says like they say that you should do it four times in quick succession and then once a month i'm like that to your point if you do that and it, you see it work a little bit you're going to want to keep doing you're going to want to keep buying them right And that's really frustrating. Yes. Uh, The moms are like shitting on themselves, except, you know, who's not participating in this tomfoolery and buffoonery? Dr. Holly. She has a face mask on. She's like, she just puts one on her face and like, that's kind of it. But we, I mean, this could be editing or it could just be because she's that girl. We don't hear Holly talk poorly about her body at all this episode. We do also get a lot of silent, just like facial expressions of hers where you can tell that she's like, these white women are insane. Like, I'm not... (laughs) Wrapping my body in plastic to get tight. That's crazy shit yeah. to me. I'm Dr. not Holly, doing that. She for, her, she for sure works out, too. Yeah. Oh, you seen her arms? Have you seen her arms? Are you kidding? Definitely works out. Oh, yeah. Um, There's like, Christy says that she, or Kelly's like, I want to see who does their ass. And Christy's like, it's going to be you. you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we see your butt all the time, dude. Yeah. Um, And then like. There's a moment of somebody like, Melissa, your titties are popping out. And she's like, look at this great bra. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? Jill in her talking head says that she doesn't buy it. She's like, these things just never work. Jill now, currently in 2024, or I guess in 2022 and 23, she used to sell, like, laxative teas. Amazing. So, like, maybe watch your tone. Amazing. You know what I mean? Maybe take several seats because you are also doing the same sort of shit. Yeah. Um, there's a lot throughout all of that. There's a lot of like negative self-talk as well. Oh yeah. A um, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Which a lot. I, I suppose we don't need to get into, but there is a lot of like funny lines, like, uh, uh, talking about Kelly's butt and Jill's, or I'm sorry, uh, Melissa's boobs and everything like that's all fun. But then sprinkled in, there's like weirdly self-deprecating shit. And yeah. I was just like, Oh, Ooh, come on guys. Like, can we just have fun? Yeah. Stay with the fun stuff. Yeah. Melissa says that she and Kelly, when they're together are just like, always walking around naked and i have some questions it's like sorority sisters i um, or not baseball teammates (laughs) sure i've seen so many of my like buddies naked and it is nothing 
I guess. I mean, no, yeah, I get I get that. But as a grown woman, I don't do that anymore. I Maybe you should. Did that yeah, maybe. Just maybe that's get, what I'm missing. Go get naked in my with life. your friends. I just also always really want there to be gay stuff and everything. And so I'm like, Melissa, you can just be a little gay and that's oh, fine. I see. You know, it's like I thought oh, you were... this is just like super normal. I'm like, if you want to see your friends naked, maybe it's gay stuff. We can cut this out, but I was going to say <laughs> I was, I, you said, I want there to be gay stuff. I'm like, dude, like half of your friends are at least a little bit gay. I'm not cutting that out. I hope it's more than <laughs> half. I hope it's more than half of my friends are a little bit gay. Are you kidding? If I meant like 51% of my friends are all straight people, absolutely not. I'm sorry. I'm ruining your uh, ratio. Yeah, you're kind of busting the curve a little bit, buddy. You gotta, never mind. <laughs> don't, don't. Spe- yeah, yeah. You just apologized for being straight and then almost made I'm a sorry. joke. I'm sorry that I'm straight. Correct. Correct. That is the correct <laughs> stance to take on being straight. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, the moms are like, oh, our husbands are going to love this, blah, blah, blah. Dr. Holly, silent. She is purely there just for a glass of wine and a, like and a of, face mask. Yeah. And that's it. She is really not interested in this. Um, okay. We cut to Kendall Solo. Abby says that, that she needs stamina because the number is about the roaring 20s. I don't understand how those two things are connected, but go off, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, Holly says that the emotions clinic must have worked because Kendall looks so happy. Like, okay, Holly, thank you. <laughs> that comment is so nothing, but okay, great. <laughs> Trying to find positivity. Yeah, she's trying to get that screen time a little bit because for the most part, Holly is very detached and uninterested in this episode and I do not blame her. I, nor do I. I. Do not blame her. Um. Okay, we're back in the group rehearsal. Abby pulls Mackenzie out of the number and puts Paige in the center and Kelly is like, are you kidding? Like, that is so rude to pull her the day before we leave. If, if she thought that, because Abby's also like, well, she has a duet to worry about. Maybe it's too much. And Kelly's argument, which is the normal person argument, is like, if you knew she was doing two numbers and you knew it would be too much, why did you start her with two? Yeah, you know she's eight or whatever she yeah, is. Yeah, and that's going to come back later with Rochelle. But it's like, you knew, you had this information the entire time and you made this decision. Yeah. That's on you. And that's not fair that you're taking that on the kid. Yeah. However, wanting to put Paige front and center, that is awesome. I, yeah, we love I that just for want... Paige. I, we love that for Paige, but yeah, it doesn't have to come at the expense. Correct, of and it's always the Highland girls that always get the cool things at the expense of someone else. Yeah, just and to make really sure sad. that nothing purely good ever happens. For it's them. like the the whole dichotomy of the duet with Paige and Chloe. And Abby's yeah. like, oh, well, you guys finally get this duet, not because Paige is good as is as good as Chloe, but because Chloe sucks as She's much as Paige. She's fallen down to Paige's level. Like, why can't the Highland girls just have something nice for once in their lives? It's so sad and annoying to me. I hope they're doing okay nowadays. Oh, they're, they're trust and belief. They're Are fine. they crushing it? Yeah. Good. They're fine. They're both models. They're fine. Oh, um, hell yeah. Let's see. Kelly. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, um... <laughs> Abby's like, I'm not getting the right attitude. She's like, she like starts like walk like the girls do in their like Fosse moves. And she's like, I am going to get you and take your money. <laughs> she's like, That's what the attitude she wants. But it was just a funny sound bite. Um, the moms notice they're like, wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, she literally says, imagine your mom's in a restaurant. They can smell that money immediately. Who's buying me a drink? Who's yeah. buying me a drink? Yeah. Um, the moms notice like, this is confusing because she is kind of changing the choreography that Rochelle gave her. Yeah. 
but whatever. Go off, I guess. And uh, Abby even says at one point earlier that, like, it's tough to, like, critique yeah. someone else's choreography or, like, how to, like, she can't teach other people's choreography. True. And now she's changing it to make it to her make own it hers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. It, while they're having this conversation, Kelly is holding a mug, a coffee mug that says it works. And it works is the MLM who sold the wraps. God. There you go. Damn it. I knew it was an MLM. I, yeah, I wonder what the legality of that is because her mug fully, I mean, I didn't like do any sleuthing. It just said like, it works on it, on the mug, on this bedazzled fuck ass coffee tumbler. So I just wonder like what the legality of, of an MLM, like is Kelly selling it? Is she a part of a downline? And it's like selling it to people and trying to recruit the moms. Like what's going on? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, and then Kelly's pissed that Mackenzie got pulled, and she's pissed that Brooke's not there. And honestly, Fair. same. Um, oh, no. Why are my notes not refreshing? We go to a commercial. Oh, my notes God. Just kind of job. clipped. That was really strange. Next. What? McKen- or Mackenzie. McKenzie. Sorry. Liza, what do you want? Oh, she's pissed. What, girl? She's meowing at you, dude. She's at the going comp- goblin mode. We come back from a commercial, and we're at the competition. Abby says, there are a lot of numbers here. And I actually, I kind of wondered, like, I wonder what their average competition size is. Because yeah. when, like, you know, they got seventh a few weeks ago or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. what if there were, like, 87 numbers? Yeah. And they got seventh. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. If there's eight numbers, that is Less awful. dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, far less dope. Far less dope. Um, They're in the green room. Abby has Kendall sit the wall. <laughs> And this brings back an unthinkable amount of marching band PTSD that I would really rather forget because we used to have to do that in marching band and it fucking sucked shit. Yeah, wall sits are terrible. Yeah. Also, doesn't really feel like the best way to exercise your quads and your butt at the expense of your knees. It doesn't really feel like the best move. It's not. It's also the day of the competition. Yeah, you're, you're making her tired. To, yeah, if you're going, like, if you're doing a weightlifting competition, you're not going to have a full workout before the weightlifting. No. Right, you're going to make her tired. Do a little bit of warm-up, and then you go do your best. Yeah. Um. There's also, like, some sort of, like, blow-up doll in the back, and he's staring into my soul. I don't know, like, what, what competition, like, what kind of classroom this is, but it's, like, an inflatable person just, like, chilling in the background. I don't know what it is, but it stressed me out. Don't love that. Don't love that. Um, Abby makes a weird comment about how she doesn't know what the future holds for Kendall. She's like, I don't know. Maybe. Whatever. Uh, Maddie and Mackenzie are running their duet. And Abby has a great line where she says, you need to look like (gasps) when you see the demons. (laughs) Just made me giggle. (laughs) Um, And then she's like, Mackenzie better not mess up Maddie. Yikes. Hate that. Hate that sentiment. Yeah. Um, I'm so Liza is really on one. I'm so sorry, dear listener. She's she looks like she wants You're to You're on like the mic. demon mode. It's a little early oh. for her to go goblin mode. Yeah, well uh, unless you unless goblin mode just never stops, you know what I mean? That's true. She stays ready. That's very true. She, she stays to, goblin. You don't have to get goblin if you stay goblin. You know what I mean? <laughs> um <laughs> Kindle solo goes first. Oh my god, I love the fringe. So fun, so girly. I love the little French on her costume. It was so cute. Um, the choreography is the same move over and over and over again. It's really not that advanced, but she crushes it sort of. 
Yeah, the thing that I didn't love is right beforehand in her talking head, she said she wants to beat Chloe, which means that Abby is successfully turning the kids against one another. Yeah, not good. Yeah, obviously it feels like Kendall would be the easiest to do that to, especially with Jill as <laughs> yeah. her mom. Yeah, because Jill, yeah, exactly. Because the only line of defense she has is Jill, and Jill sucks. Yeah. So Jill and her fuck-ass fedora. Jill and her fuck-ass fedora, man. Um, Maddie and Mackenzie's duet is next. Mackenzie gives this little smile when she makes eye contact with Maddie when they're dancing. And it was just like the very much like I love my sister moment. It was so cute. Melissa has this really backwards way of saying that Mackenzie's not as good as Maddie. She's like, when the judges are judging the duet, I hope they see that my daughters are just different. They're on different levels. Sure. Okay. So, I don't yeah, know why Melissa, that was worth saying. We but know that. Yeah. Okay. Who are you trying to convince? The judges also obviously know that. Right. You can just keep that one to yourself. Probably. That's, you can just keep that one upstairs. Maybe. Um, excuse me. Chloe's solo time. The song, a little goofy. Her hair. Straight out of a poison music video. Uh, her Motley Crue, Def Leppard. She's she looks ready. so cool. Like yeah. I am intimidated by her now, and she's like eleven, and I'm almost twenty eight. Like she looks so cool. Um, she doesn't bobble out of the flip that she does that she kind of fucked up in the rehearsal, which is great. Her turns look so good with the hair and like all this shit. She walks off stage. She gives a rock and roll slash I love you sign. And I mean, barely sticks her tongue out like a rock and roll person. Yeah, but barely. it is very rock and roll, though. Yeah, it, it fits with what's going on. Abby loses her shit about this, like, maybe two second thing, if even that Not happened. even. She just kind of, like, flashed it, like, right before she got, yeah. like, in, into the, the curtains. What are they called? Like off stage, into the wings, yeah. Yeah, right as she's getting there, she just flashed it like real quick, and it looked like it was like at her mom. Yeah, it didn't look as it, aggressive as Abby is saying it did. No, it looked God normal Almighty. and fine and planned. And we we heard in the green room that Christy is kind of telling her to like lean into the rock and roll vibe, and she like does this and like kind of sticks her tongue out a little bit and whatever. And Abby's like, I hated that. That was so disrespectful. It was inappropriate and rude. Yes, and I wouldn't even be surprised if her mom told her to. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, girl, whatever. Um, let's see. We're back in the green room. Rochelle is here in the green room now, the guest choreographer. She's returned. And they kind of like ping pong back and forth between should McKenzie be in it? Should McKenzie not be in it? And Abby's like, let's see it my way first. Then let's see it Rochelle's way. You know, they're kind of going back and forth. Rochelle at one point asks her, like, can I see? And then she goes, you know what? I don't have to ask. I can do what I want. It's my number. And stepped right in. Oh, my God. She is is a diva. Like, she is that girl. And frankly... Abby needs to get put in her place yes. by Are a real kidding? pro. Yeah. And so she like choreographs a little bit and she's like, girls, I'm so proud of you. You did such a good job. And she says, I have to go. I have to do a matinee and I'm going to go head to the theater. Absolutely. As you are leaving, remind Abby. Sorry, I'm a working dance professional. I'm going to go perform for a living. You're welcome. Goodbye. Yeah. That is fierce as fuck. I I loved loved her from start to finish. I loved her. I loved her. Oh, and she also makes the point like, I don't understand why you're saying that, like, 
Oh my God, Eliza! She is knocking my microphone into my Jeez, mouth. Jeez, dude, chill out. Um, she's saying like she's the one that makes the point about Mackenzie's height, and she says like Abby's like I don't know Mackenzie pulls your eye in a bad way because she's a foot shorter, and Rochelle's like we knew she was this size when we choreographed this number like three yeah. days ago. This is not new information. Yeah, why are Period. you acting surprised? Period. Love that. Love that. And Abby's like I don't know. She just threw together some eight counts and then left, and she's like. Oh, she didn't say what what color the lip was supposed to be. Blah, 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 blah. That's her job. Actually, it's not. And and Rochelle would know this. The job of a choreographer is not the job of a costume designer. Those are two separate things, but go off, I guess. (laughs) Whatever. Just trying to find something to criticize to make herself feel better. Exactly, exactly. Oh, oh, sorry. Did Rochelle not say what color the lip is? Abby, shut the fuck up. You're so annoying. Um, Let's see. There's like kind of like this little moment of like awkward silence, and Jill is like, Abby, of course, Jill, the, always the shit stirrer. Classic. Abby, do you like the choreography, or like, do you feel like maybe it's not that great? And Abby goes, Love it. That's all she gives. Cool. And Jill says, Well, like, it's your name and your reputation. So, like, if you wanted to change it, you could change. Jill! Jill, shut up and sit quietly, Jill. Shut up. And, but, Abby calls it what it is and says, I'm just nervous because I don't have control. And that stresses me out. I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't change anything. And I wonder if it's, she knows that she's just been bested. You know what I mean? And she's uh, like, this is actually kind of sick and I can't, that's I can't a, knock it. That's a tough thing for Abby to, I to don't know. have to reconcile with. I don't know. Um, we see the group performance, the music starts and there's like a couple of like, fucky timing things but nothing crazy the Fosse arms look so good and i want them at this point i want them to win so bad because it just looks so clean and so good and so styled as like a bob Fosse number so good um and then mckenzie huh is it how good go ahead so good yeah was it worth it yeah okay. let me work it Put they then flip it and reverse it. Okay. Anyway, um, McKin or Abby makes a comment about Mackenzie being like she's too small. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I hope the judges weren't watching her. Fucking cool. Fucking shut Abby. up. I hope God. they weren't watching you. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh... being annoying. Uh, we get to the awards, <laughs> solo awards. Kendall gets third. Not super surprised. It was not a super advanced routine. Not so, bad though. Whatever. Chloe, first place. Girl, you know it. With the rock and roll hand and the face, first place. Um, Maddie and Mackenzie's duet, the run for mother duet gets first place. Love the that. group first place. Fuck off. Abby. Almost a clean sweep. If Kendall had gotten second clean sweep. Correct. Perfect. And then Abby's like, well, you know, anybody can come in and choreograph a dance number, but it's the training that they have to fall back on. And I trained them since they were born. Oh, I'm like, my Abby. God. I'm like, whatever. A like healthy shot of copium right there. Yeah. Pfft, you're telling me, brother. Um, and Melissa asks, like, Abby, are you happy with the with the results of the competition? And Abby goes, No, I'm appalled. I'm appalled. How are you appalled? They won. What do you mean? This is supposed to be like, yeah, I knew it. Their training was from me, blah, blah, blah. But she's, she's shocked. She's appalled with what Chloe did. <laughs> oh, you're right. All of the everything else is completely right. overshadowed. By a very in-character and appropriate thing that Chloe did. Yeah. She also is mad that Kendall was running her number backstage. She's like, I could see you from the wings running your number. And Jill's like, 
That's what everyone does yeah, backstage. Literally, like, yeah. What are you talking about? That's so stupid. Also, the judges are looking at the stage head on, so they're not going to see the kids in the wings. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter. And then she, yeah, she, like, freaks out. And she says that Chloe gave everyone the fingers. That's not what that is. Nope. And also, what are you talking about? And she says it was, like, really disrespectful. No. And Chrissy's like, I don't – you just want to be mad about something. Yes. Because you won and you've been bested and you just want to be pissed about something. And Abby's like, I hope we can all learn from Chloe's mistake. And the – what's the Do mistake? Do you mean where she won? Correct. What's the consequence? That she won? Yeah. I don't, I don't see a mistake. I, I don't see a consequence. I don't understand what's going on. I'm, I'm confused. I'm so ready for Chloe to be on the bottom of the pyramid next week. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm so ready. Maddie at the top, oh, of course. She makes this really stupid. It's all in the timing comment, and I hate it. And speaking of next week, we get a new girl next week. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, Added. man. Added to the squad. Is it Liza? No, but she's really having an out-of-body experience. Dude, I have been, like, <laughs> giving her, like, like kind of hard pats and stuff. Yeah. She has just been purring like crazy oh, this whole time. What a cutie. She is a cutie. Well, that's a wrap on, what was the name of this episode? She's uh, a Maniac, which is a song from Flashdance. She's a maniac, mm-hmm. maniac. Yeah, that's from Flashdance, I think. Um, Eli, you got a song? No. For D's Nuts? You don't have a song? Uh, Did I do? Liar. Uh, Oh, wait, yeah, I do. You better have a song. It's your one job. Hang on. No, my one job is adding <laughs> the song to yeah, the playlist. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I got Give me. Yeah. So it's Paradise by James Vincent McMorrow. Okay. Run it. Run the track. DJ, spin that shit. <laughs> Run my track. I'm going to skip ahead. Very fun. Yeah. There's a song. There's a song that I think you would like this. Don't, you don't have to add this song, but I do want to shout it out. Um, it's a song called real by. It has been added to pyramid bops. Wait, what is your real R-E-A-L? That's not my recommendation. Okay, well, I'm not um, adding it. Don't add it. I would never. But I am going to try to find it really quick because I think you would really enjoy this song. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, my God. Liza, quick, tell a knock-knock joke. <laughs> Here it is. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. It's like 1975, sort of. I like that, yeah. It's like very bad. Anyway. Unrelated. Okay, but that's a song called Real by Chasen and Lucas Blair. Okay. Um... My actual song is a song that is so girly and I am in love. It is a song called Super Graphic Ultra Modern Girl 
by Chapel Roan. And it begins with a little bit of a monologue. And I'm going to play it. It's... I already have it. It oh, is you got it. puss. I'm so excited. I'm out of here. You know what they say. Never waste a Friday night on a first date. But there I was. In my heels with my hair straight. And so I take him to this bar. This man wouldn't dance. Couldn't ask a single question. And he was wearing these... I love this song. I'm going to keep playing just a little bit more of it. You have to get to the chorus. This is really something. This is the gayest shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Sure, yeah. Yeah. This Are you is, kidding? That's that's got to be on the top ten of of gay anthems. That now, is right? the also also speaking of gay shit. Also, we got in uh, during the snow week. We got a new release from Queen the of I- the Gays, we're Ariana not, we're Grande. Not, we're not calling it the snow week. We're calling it isolation. During isolation, it's a song called Yes and. This, that is it's so gay. Okay, hang on. Here we go. <laughs> Just listen to this. This is playing at gay clubs all over the world tonight on a Monday night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, it gets gayer. That's gay shit. I, is it? <laughs> yes! Are you kidding? <laughs> anyway, that, that it's just like... If you like AI asked, like make something, make a pop song that sounds gay, they would create those two songs. Anyway, the first, the the first one, the super graphic, super graphic yeah, ultra. It. It's also fun because Chapel Roan is bisexual, or she's queer. I think she's bisexual, and she does a lot of really cool like writing of lyrics where she talks about being frustrated with men and being like fuck these men. Like she says, like um, I'm through with all these mega ultra bummer boys like you. Uh, oh yeah. I need a super graphic ultra modern girl like me of like being tired of men and being like, I need to be with a girl. There's another song where she talks about like, I might want to kiss your boyfriend. If you don't mind, I might want to kiss your girlfriend if you don't mind. So it's just like very fun. And like, and also some of her songs are very sad. Anyway, it's called the album is called like the, downfall of a midwestern princess or something like that it's a great album i will take your word for it well dang it's over here getting liza is being yeah (laughs) harassed is a great word for what she's doing this is definitely a form of harassment for sure um thank you so much for listening to this episode of the pyramid follow us on the social meds our link trees in the show notes um oh we need to ask them oh I'm going to open up a poll or I'm going to open up a Q&A section. Help, like, send in recommendations of other songs that are, it's difficult to describe them as anything other than just a gay song. <laughs> like, I, I I have a couple loaded in the chamber, but, like, it, there's just something so specific. So I'm going to leave that in a Q&A. Send me gay songs send, send us so your, we can articulate it better. <laughs> yeah, send us your gay shit. Send us gay shit. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Be gay, do crime. Be gay, do crime. That is so real, actually. 
Um, what else? Go watch the YouTube video with JB. It's very cute. It's very funny. There's an appearance of a ghost in my apartment. Uh, in my apartment, in my townhouse. Cyberbully um, me. Cyberbully so Eli, if you want to, you can follow me. I'm way funnier and way cuter on Instagram than Eli is. Please don't cyberbully me. I will cry. I don't know. I had a banger of a post. Do you see that picture? <sighs> Not the me banger hug- of a post. Me, ha- me hugging Patrick and... Hugging oh, Maya. I did. That so was actually kind of cute. Oh, that was real sweet. I actually did kind of like that. Yeah. Well, anything else? Liza, any final parting words? No, she's dying of happiness right yeah now. follow us on instagram so you can see all these pictures of liza because she's really on one tonight hell yeah okay thank you so much for listening goodbye goodbye